Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23. And I wanted to start off with that this morning as we talk about something uh, that I think often goes undiscussed in, in the church. And that's iniquity and what I'm titling the mystery and working of iniquity. The mystery and working of iniquity. Good morning. Today is. Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, so 82323, and I'm parked in front of Home Depot. <laughs> I sat in this parking lot for a good while yesterday, intending to go in there and actually use the bathroom. <laughs> Starting off bad already. Going in there to use the bathroom, and I was working on something in the parking lot, so apparently I didn't have to go. Uh, but I was doing some stuff on my phone that took Jesus, easily six or seven hours. I was in and out of working on a on a project on my phone. <clears throat> Went to sleep and got up this morning to another beautiful day in the Lord. And as long as I'm alive, I'm here to serve him and his kingdom. That's what it's about for me. Uh, I do a lot of podcasting. If this is your first uh, recording hearing me, I am the royal priest. I go by several different names and titles. Uh, but the most important of all of them is child of God. And so I have seven active podcasts that I currently operate and always recording podcast material. Uh, the subjects are varied, but they hover around uh, the kingdom of God, the ways and righteousness of God and what he has designed for us, not just for going to heaven, uh, but what he desires for us while on this earth right now. So. What we what we're discussing or going to discuss is the the mystery and working of iniquity. There's a passage, I believe it's in Second Thessalonians, and it uses the phrase the mystery of iniquity and really uh, somewhat attaches it to the Antichrist. And I think many people are confused about the Antichrist. His 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 title, where it is fitting, I think it is probably the most deceiving part about him. That's good, Holy Ghost. I never said that before. At least I don't think I have. 
the, the phrase or term Antichrist is fitting for him. But I think it hinders people's real uh, understanding of who he is. The term anti or anti is really a twofold uh, application that I think people often look at one sided. In the strictest sense, it means in place of. Okay? In place of. But in the conjunctive sense, it also can mean against. If you put something in place of someone else, put someone in place of someone else, they are in place of, but they're also against because they're occupying a space that doesn't belong to them. And that's really what, thank you, Holy Ghost, that's really what the Antichrist is. He's occupying a space or will be occupying a space that does not belong to him. His kingdom, reign, comes way before he even shows up. It's interesting because when you read in Daniel, as Daniel is seeing the, the future regarding the, the, the people of, of Israel, and is given this vision and these dreams, he actually makes mention of the people of the prince that shall come. So obviously by indication, you know that there's a prince that's coming and it's talking about the Antichrist. But he has a people that is directly attached, associated with him. Now you say, what are those people like? Well, I can tell you, I mean, I can get deeper to it and we will, but it's really a people that is against Christ. Now here's the thing. Thinking that you are against Christ and actually being against Christ can be totally opposed to each other. You might think you're totally supporting Christ. Look at what the passage I read. Haven't we done many wonderful things in thy name? In your name. He says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's an intimacy deal. That's a relationship deal. That's an obedience deal. The power of God is the power of God. The casting out of devils, and it's interesting that Jesus uses these particular things. Casting out devils, prophesying, and doing many wonderful works. Say, what's wrong with those things? Nothing, but they can be misleading. Not in what's happening, but your response thereafter. We're getting into the, the iniquity now. <laughs> We're getting into the iniquity now. And I'm going to show you where, where iniquity is running rampant in the church. And they're not even detecting it. The unfortunate circumstances of the United States of America and its effect on church... Is, is far overreaching. The United States of America has successfully convinced the church that its ways of governance is best. I'm handling some legal stuff right now to prove to the United States government and everyone else, you don't get to do this and it'd be okay with the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you won't get away with it for a time. You've been 
The church is blinded by the quote unquote good works of pseudo or partial morality. When you hear a lot of Christians talk, you get the impression that morality is the only thing that God cares about. It's interesting because I was crazy because I just recorded a TikTok video yesterday. Uh, I won't use names, but it's two two particular uh, rap artists, and they were just you know I don't think it was too malicious, but they're kind of going back and forth. You might be able to figure it out based on what I say, but I didn't want to use their names in this particular recording. But they were talking about righteousness versus ratchetness. And I just simply made a comment that says you got to define what ratchet is. See, if you you make up what you think God is against, you are a participant in iniquity, even with your best of intentions. Good intentions is not righteousness. Preach that shit, priest. Good intentions is not righteousness. Righteousness is righteousness. Righteousness is doing what the Lord says, living how the Lord says live, approving what the Lord says approve, rebuking what the Lord says rebuke. And I got to tell you this, if you are not championing, heralding, igniting the gifts of the spirit, just as much as the fruit of the spirit, you are a participant in iniquity. Let me say it this way. If you are speaking negatively against the things of the spirit, but it's almost getting to a point to where how long have you been a Christian and not and you're not talking about the things of the spirit? What else do you have going on? Folks, I'm not trying to make gifts mandatory. I'm saying what does it say about you as a person claiming you love God and you don't love all of God? And all of what God is offering. So much so that even if you don't have something, you simply just shut the fuck up about it. So that you don't hurt somebody's faith that might be on the fence about it. It's the minimum you can do. Shut up. I used to say the minimum you can do is prayer. But it's really not. There's one other thing you can do less than that is shut up. See, we have a problem today. Because we judge based on our own religious premises. This is why the United States government, state and municipal governments have such a reach in ungodliness in our lives. And there's a lot of Christians who don't know it's ungodly. You are a participant and worker of iniquity by indifference. Because these things you should know. Listen, folks, that's why that's one of the reasons why, folks, I love good preaching and I still love church, even though I haven't been in a while. I can't shame people meeting, assembling in a building and so forth. You need to be getting the word somewhere, somehow. Large church, small church, home fellowship, Zoom call. You see what I'm saying? But I have expectations for being in that building. And if my expectations aren't met in the Lord. Now again, he may send me there for a particular purpose and I won't fight him on that. You know what I mean? But I don't go to church for the sake of going. I can just tell you that. So, you know, anybody who has a problem with it, have a problem with it. You have that right. Bobby Brown said your prerogative. That's, <laughs> you have that absolute right to feel how you want to feel. You know what I mean? 
He said, what, what is with you and gifts of the Spirit? Well, folks, let me tell you something. Gifts of the Spirit, whereas they are listed, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, miracles, uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, discerning of spirits. I'm missing one or two in there. He, uh, miracles of healing. We look at, he let's just take healing for example. We look at healing as just laying hands on somebody. Come with it, Holy Ghost. Do you know healings can take place in a bunch of different ways? Do you know that I've watched demons get cast out by me? You know what's crazy? I didn't realize it until the other day, and this was years ago. Demons are cast out by the power of God, even if you don't direct them to preach that shit, priest. Even if you don't direct them to, in the in the in the very direct sense, come out of him type of way. The power of the Holy Spirit will rattle them out of there. You see what I'm saying? As you're preaching the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, demons are cast out in the preaching of the way, the truth, and the life. In boldness of power. Folks, I'm not ruling out, directly saying, come out of him, come out of her. In that commanding sense. But do you know you can give charge or command with a look? You can give charge or, or command with, with a different phrase other than the direct. You see what I'm saying? So that's why it says gifts of healing. Notice that it mentions nine gifts, but the, the spinoffs, the, the ways, the means by which these gifts can operate. General preaching has that effect. You see what I'm saying? Gifts of prophecy. Watch this. Gifts of prophecy is not limited to prophecy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Gifts of healing is not limited to laying on of hands. There are people who have been healed by me talking. And I got to tell you folks, you know it's the power of God because I wasn't even intending or knowledgeable of such. Now, I'm knowledgeable now, but I've had people tell me. I came in here with a headache and after hearing you preach my headache is gone like gone the Holy Spirit is the healing agent so the way he can he can manifest the way that he can operate now let me show you where that plays with iniquity if you deny people that right to touch the Holy Spirit because you're either resisting speaking negatively against the things that he is able to do because you're taking shots at people who who might be off or might have this and so forth and stuff that you don't understand. That's just like charging somebody with a crime they didn't commit. It's injustice. Iniquity is injustice. I know what I'm telling you, folks. There are things that we that, that go on in this world. You have every right to have your opinion, but understand this. The moment you start talking about it, you're putting information out there. I'm not telling you to pull it back. I'm saying you're going to be judged for it. You not claiming to be a preacher is irrelevant. 
You not claiming to be a prophet is irrelevant. You not claiming to be a teacher is irrelevant. You're doing it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to claim to be something in order to be that. On the bad side or the good side. I was prophesying for years before the Lord actually pressed into me that I needed to use the title. Or at least accept it for myself. I got to say that. Because maybe it was just that. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to necessarily blast it. But every time I would bring it up, I would say God uses me in prophecy for trying to stay humble about, you know, and not saying I'm a prophet. He got on my case about it. Stop it. Now it's false humility. You know, it's because it kept coming out. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Prophecy, just bold prophecy, just kept coming out of me. He was like, look, okay, now, <laughs> he's got exact words. Okay, now it's false humility. Because it was at a particular point, my heart actually checked itself and wanted to say, I am a prophet boldly. And now I'm suppressing the spirit. Again, you know, without pressing it in there, it's a form of iniquity. It's holding back. In the, in the, if you read the New King James Version of the same passage, Matthew, whatever it was that I read. Uh, is that 7? Yeah, Matthew 7, 22 and 23. It actually uses the word lawlessness. Now, when we think lawlessness, you know, you might think theft. You might think murder. Those things are obvious. Lawlessness doesn't mean you don't obey the laws of America. Lawlessness means you're not looking to the righteousness of God. And see, that's the problem with Hebrew Israelites, problem with a lot of Christians, general Americans, the world at large. They think that the world's system of law is the overarching law that we're supposed to abide by. Folks, I'm not taking away from general governance. God has given us that. But every man is subject to the righteousness of God. That's what Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is. The Great Commission is a command not to just accept Jesus, but to accept what Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are all about and teaching people to live according to his ways. From a governmental standpoint to a family standpoint to an individual standpoint, all individuals and entities subject to the holiness and righteousness of God. So lawlessness doesn't, you can be lawless and be on the police force and never, you know, dealing in police brutality. Why? You're holding back, speaking against those who are. It's iniquity. You see what I'm saying? One of the reasons we come to church and should come together in fellowship and prayer and so forth is to build one another up to always contend for the faith and righteousness and righteous operation and how to endure through situations where we got to stand for what God wants done. You got people making paychecks and pensions more important than the righteousness of God. Oh, that's just my job. I got to do my job. And we pass it off like it's a righteous thing with the Lord and then try to pull scripture. You know, the, the slaves obey your slave masters wasn't really about chattel slavery. Okay? It's really about you know, indentured servitude or what we would call today jobs. We hire ourselves out to receive reward, uh, 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 monetary or whatever. You can even barter. 
I'm working for this person to do this. I was at in court the other day, and they were offering community service. So it's a form of working to pay off a particular debt. But we do that. We do that to earn money. It's a different time, folks. We're not living in a in a strictly agricultural type of rural situation. So we we got bills. So you're not necessarily bartering, other than for for actual money. You get what I'm saying? Which is still a form of bartering. But you get what I'm saying? And it tells us to obey. Yeah, and but that's not talking about and living in unrighteousness. Do you know the rabbit hole you can go down if you do that? <laughs> you just start making. You just start making. You know. Everything at your job righteous because it says obey your. That's not what it means. What Paul is admonishing is. Because you belong to Christ, don't use that as a way to rebel in the general sense. It's the reason why he wrote Romans 13 regarding government. He's basically saying, yes, we are of the kingdom and yes, we belong to God. But we have government for a reason. They are in the place to make sure that those who do evil stop doing evil, whether it be by punishment or admonition. So don't resist them just for resisting them. But there's still a righteous play at work because he mentions it. They're God's ministers to do you good. That's righteousness. That's an expectation of righteousness. And let me just tell you, this all boils down to cowardice. It ain't necessarily ignorance anymore. I'll give that a a little bit. It's cowardice. People don't want to stand up against anything. Why? Because we've got our minds set on on money. It was interesting. I heard somebody talking last night about the prosperity gospel, and I don't have a I don't have a problem with talking against that. But you got to be balanced with it. God promises prosperity. We got a thing in our mind where we be trying to judge what it is, how big it is. You know what I mean? Prosperity is prosperity, folks. If I increase by a thousand dollars today or ten million dollars today, it's still prosperity. A hundred dollars is still prosperity. I'm about to go do a job in about an hour and a half. Still prosperity, folks. God adding to your your livelihood. Well, you have a have plenty. You know what I mean? God does that. And by the way, prosperity is more than just financial. I hear people talking talking negatively against healing. Like God doesn't promise healing. There are different ways of healing, and it ain't always the body. Iniquity, see, what I'm telling you is iniquity starts, starts with resisting anything God is doing, especially prayer. I've been saying this lately. I I pray a lot, folks. I pray a lot in the Holy Ghost. But every time I say that, I think to myself, I need to turn it up more. It is a an honor and a privilege to be able to have a conversation with God and hear from him. What does God owe to me? This is blessing me, baby. What does God owe to me? Absolutely nothing. What I mean? Now, again, in our covenant, to say he owes, but in the covenant, that's what he's promised to do. And he's not a promise, but he's faithful and just. 
So it's it's in the covenant, if you will. So I hate to say he owes, but it, it, in in a sense he does because he owes it to the son, and I'm in the son. So there, there's that. So you could say he owes it to me in that sense. But look at what it costs Christ for that to be paid to us, for that to be given to us. I use. I use my privileges in the Lord. Okay. I use my privileges in the Lord. Predominantly prayer. And I encourage other people to do the same. But as it stands, you got people who talk about everything. He ain't talking to the Lord. Everybody has an opinion. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going to shout her out. Shikari Richardson. Track and field star. Was going through a lot. You know, people be attaching labels like ratchet, ghetto, so on and so forth. Folks, a lot of these terms are based off of white America. What America says is right, moral, virtuous. Fuck you. The righteousness of God is what I live by. And I got to tell you, <laughs> I feel bad for the for, for white people who live under that. They are deluded. They're serving a white Jesus, not the right Jesus, a white Jesus and a white Romanized government. So you got the wrong Jesus and the wrong government. It's supposed to be the true Christ and his righteousness led by the Holy Spirit, which is the governance. And it ain't just about morals. He's about freedom, truth, grace, mercy, power. And anybody not dealing in that is a worker of iniquity, especially if you are in the church or if you are in government, You even parents. See, let me show you. Jeremiah 48.10 has been a staple scripture for me regarding judgment. Cursed is everyone who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed is everyone who keeps his sword back from blood. I'm going to explain that. Cursed is everyone who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed is everyone who keeps his sword back from blood. Whoa. What does that mean? Well, obviously doing the work of the Lord deceitfully means you're not doing in accordance with what he says. By the spirit. It's a lot of people read the Bible guessing at it. I know what I'm telling you, folks. It's a lot of people reading the Bible guessing at it. You were by the Lord's decree to his disciples. You weren't even sent out until you were filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Okay, so people can be mad at the tongues all they want to. He told his disciples, don't you go out until. Now, what you can go and do, lie to yourself and make yourself believe. That he'll send his disciples out who had firsthand knowledge and interaction with him in all that he did, including his resurrection. So you would think that if anybody would be sent out without being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, it would be the first generation. The eyewitnesses. We got enough testimony. It was not enough, folks. Okay. <laughs> and I wish it was. If anybody could make a case for it, it would be me. I preach on it. You know what I mean? You cannot tell me that Peter, having walked on water to Jesus, saw him crucified and resurrected, didn't have enough experience in order 
to go out and preach. But but far be it for me to argue with the Lord. He told him, don't go. You see what I'm saying? Don't go out until you be endued with power. And let me tell you, because folks, in the heat of battle, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of persecution, you'll back out. You'll start compromising. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You'll start compromising the mission. That's good. You, you, this is good. I need this prophesying to myself. You must be in full pursuit. And only take your hands off the trigger or turn when the Holy Spirit tells you to turn. Until he tells you otherwise, you keep going. You apply that pressure. <laughs> you, <think? laughs> you apply that pressure. We're supposed to be advancing the kingdom of God. We're advancing America. And they're not synonymous, nor can they coexist if righteousness is set aside. I know what I'm talking about, folks. I don't give a flying fuck about the United States of America as the United States of America. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I'll tell anybody that. And he will light that ass up if you look like you want to do anything to me. Fuck you. You're trying to make me believe that a nation not built on the righteousness of God. And see, we is it, more important than the kingdom that he told everybody to go out and preach. Folks, I will accept that as a sentiment if you're not a born again Christian. Or make no profession of Christ, Christian, Catholic, or any of that. You open your mouth to say anything regarding Jesus or God. And we finna like that ass up. Fuck you. You're using God as a mascot, as a badge. Not as a Lord. Who you submit your body to, submit your mind to, submit your will to. Live for. All for the sake of power. You are a worker of iniquity. Now let me let me say this. You can repent. The Lord will forgive you. That's the type of grace he gives. But this is what I got to tell you about grace. At no point in time. Preach this shit priest. Is God ever giving grace. Without the expectation of righteousness. Say it again. As abundant as grace is. The apostle Paul says it that way. Where sin abounds. Grace did much more abound. As much as grace abounds. <clears throat> it is never given without the expectation of righteousness to follow. Why? Because grace will give you the power to carry it out. Watch this. This is this is grace at work. Me and my dad just talked about this the other day. My dad said he, you know, he kind of grew up poor. You know what I mean? Especially in his early years. Things got better for him later. But he talked about experiences with my grandmother, who I was never privy to meet because she died when my uh when my dad was was young. But he talks about how, you know, it was a different time where, you know, you, 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 your mom would hand you a couple of dollars and tell you to go to the, to the corner store and say, mommy said, you know, give her some, you know, you know what I mean? Mommy said she needs some blah, blah, blah. And you pay for the, and you know, and the, and the clerk would accept it. He knew your mother and so forth. Or you go in there and say, mommy said she needs some such and such. She'll pay you tomorrow. And if the relationship was right and you had that type of, you know, he would give it to you. Okay. But what I'm saying is, if you come home 
If my grandmother gives my dad, use my dad as an example, but it's just <laughs> take anybody. If if a mother gives a child ten dollars and says, "Go to the grocery store and bring me back X, Y, and Z," assuming that the the price of the goods is less than equal to or less than the ten dollars, the expectation is you bring your ass home with the groceries. In New Orleans, they say make groceries, so you get over there make them groceries. See, at no point in time do you have an excuse unless you get robbed. And we're just using that for that case. You see what I'm saying? And there could be a potential of robbing the faith by somebody. And that would be iniquity on their part. You know what I mean? But the point that I'm trying to make is the expectation comes with the providence. (laughs) Is it, is, it, is it starting to make sense now? The expectation is in the providence. What's your excuse not bringing my groceries home? You know, the alternative in this example is bring the $10 back. You know what I mean? I'm not saying give God his grace back, but I mean, at no point, all I'm telling you is, and that's the grace of God. There'll be, there'll be a time where there's no longer grace. And, you know, in the sense you have to pay with your life. If you miss the rapture, it'll be, you're going to have to show something now. Show your faith. You know what I mean? In the sense of with your life, by your works. By the way, faith is shown by that anyway. But I mean, it, we're talking about it in the strictest sense. You don't get grace. You see what I'm saying? Because you had it. Do you realize that every no, we're not going there. Oh, well. Do you realize that every person on the planet is experiencing the grace of God? Everybody, to some degree. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. You know what I mean? Everybody is experiencing to some degree. He's Lord over your your life. And I mean in the physical sense. You don't know the stuff that the grace of God is holding back from people's lives. He loves. He wants us to love him back and gives us the grace to do it. And you know his most important thing, folks? I got to tell you this. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. Do you realize that loving God Right now, uh, I got to make sure I say this right. I was going to say it's not at the top of his list. It's love your neighbor as you love yourself. But I'll tell you why that is. Christ took care of the other part. Now watch this. Listen to me. (laughs) Because that was hard to get out, but I I got proof for it. And this is before the cross. Shows you what the expectation was. When Jesus was approached by the rich young man. Okay, it's a whole lot to unpack from that passage. And one day I'll do a a, a, a strict uh, study on it. You know, a teaching on it. When the rich young man came to Jesus, <clears throat> he says to him, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, why do you call me good? That's in the strictest Hebrew Jewish sense. There is none good but God. What he's trying to let the rich young man know is, if you call me good, whatever the the 
Greek or Aramaic or Hebrew term was. You're using this word at me. Okay? So if you use this word regarding me, you must accept that I am God. Because only God is good. Okay, we use the word good. I don't, again, I don't off the top of my head know what it is. And, and I guess I'm going to have to go look it up now. So if you're acknowledging me to be good, you're acknowledging me to be God. That's what he meant. Okay. He says, you know, the commandments. Now, this is important, folks. He names six. Now, I don't care if you you are a Hebrew of Hebrews of the Hebrew Israelite camp. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't care if you are the Christian of Christians. Okay? You have to be able to explain why in this climactic moment of asking about eter- being asked about eternal life eternal life this ain't what's the best butter to put on my bread the best wine and where i get it from this is eternal life jesus names six commandments <laughs> another mystery there why Because he's going to go take care of the other four. He takes care of all of it, by the way. But he takes care of the other four. You know what I mean? The graven images stuff. The, 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 (laughs) he takes care of all of that. Including the Sabbath. He deals with the commandments that are relational between men. The civil commandments, if you will. Why? Because that's what God expects of mankind. Why were the first four important? Now, again, we ought to preach the Ten Commandments, but I'm just saying, why were the first four important to Israel? Because they were God's people to carry God's order and law and so forth to the rest of the world until Christ would come. And now that Christ is here, Christ is here to teach you how to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, let me tell you how you love your neighbor. Number one, you don't lie. Bear false witness. That was in one of the six that he named. Or defrauding your brother. We do this shit all the time. We do it in our governments. We vote for people that defraud us. I'm working a case right now. The paperwork is all fucked up and they're trying to tell me that it ain't. You go in a courtroom and whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what they go on. 
But then they're being picky and choosy about that. If I walk in the courtroom and say, I am God, God of this courtroom. How do you know? See, at no point, I'm see, I'm getting into the, the court system now. At no point in time are you going to win in your own conscience, you fucking liar. They do everything they can to manipulate you for jurisdiction. I know what I'm talking about. They got a rude awakening coming twofold. They do it to stay in power. They know they have no real jurisdiction, not above a gun. <laughs> Folks, let me tell you something. War. War is how you get out of the law. Period. If it ain't the law of God, if it ain't the righteousness of God, and you have to know that. See, in God's government, God picks who's what. In man's government, Gentile government, typically man picks. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or, or, you know, somebody starts a war and overtakes a people or whatever, but the expectation from God is still righteousness. Look at how God raised up his people. They didn't pick any leaders, including Saul. Their first king. It'd be God wouldn't call him their first king, but you know, in the general sense. Even God, the king that they, you know, wanted. It was the word preemptively, hurriedly, hastily, demanded. It's like God is saying, "Okay, I'm gonna give you a king, but but, but I'm gonna give you a king. How about that?" <laughs> you don't even get to pick. I let you pick the time. You don't get to pick the king. Come with it, holy. <laughs> I'll let you pick the time. You don't get to pick the king. By the way, <laughs> you know what's interesting about the Antichrist? Read what it says. Uh, that I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. I was going to say he was given a crown. That's not necessarily the Antichrist. Not uh, not not to my belief. The 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 first. Uh, when the seal is open, the one riding the horse. You know what I mean? He was given a crown. But that's a government system, by the way. This government is about to change drastically, folks. Internationally. But especially. Especially America. I got I to gotta tell you this. And this is going to sound really bad. Okay. But you just got to let me iron it out. Okay. Listen to me. Because I know how stupid people are. They'll, they know you prepped them for it. And then they still run on it and don't listen to the explanation. Dictatorships are closer to God's kingdom order than democracy is. I'm going to say it one more time. Okay, I hope it pissed you off. A dictatorship is closer to God's design for government 
than democracy is. That's heavy. Okay, now let me explain why. Because God has a king in mind. That king is the Lord Yeshua. Right? Democracy, no, let me start with dictatorship. Dictatorship is an individual acting like a king. He may not be doing it in the righteous sense, which makes it bad, okay? Terrible. But the order is correct. You get what I'm saying? The idea of one. Now, in the kingdom of God, Christ is the true king, but he makes us kings when we are led by his righteousness. As many as are led by the spirit, these are the sons of God. So it won't be democracy. It'll still be theocracy, but where we have liberty under the king. Righteousness is the is the only thing that is really, I hate to say controlling us, but ruling us. He's basically saying you can rule in and with me if you do it in righteousness. You get what I'm saying? We'll share in kingdom rule. That's why I'm bold about being the royal priest. I know who I am in God and I won't let anybody tell me otherwise. Fuck you. I'll be standing in courtrooms, folks, if y'all could just see what's going in, going on in my head. Look at this worker of iniquity actually trying to judge a child of the living God up against their fucked up law. Using all kinds of means of trickery and so forth, which is against their law and trying to convince me that it ain't. They do that shit because when you come into their courtroom, maximum of law. When you come into their courtroom, you're submitted to their jurisdiction. That's why they get you in there. That's why they have you to I'm telling the shit now. That's why they have you to sign traffic citations. That's a contract. They don't ever tell you it's a contract. He finna light that ass up. I, I don't have any fucking sympathy for anybody in government. You're trying to tell another human being what they can and can't do, what's right and what's wrong, when you're not even practicing it. You are a worker of iniquity tenfold. And cursed is everyone who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed is everyone who keeps the sword back from blood. And I didn't mention that part. Let me go and deal with that part. Cursed is everyone who keeps the sword back from blood. That's in the righteous sense. What he's saying is, when it's time to go to war, and you don't go to war, you're living under a curse of whoever is oppressing you. It's like Harriet Tubman, whether she knew that scripture or not, she operated in it. In it. We ain't finna take this shit no more. See, somehow, dumbass America actually thinks that law is law. No, the Lord is law. His righteousness is law. You got people scared to die. Let me tell you something, folks. And you think this is just me talking as a young black man? Don't be mad at Nazi groups because they don't want to fucking deal with your law. Is your law in line with the righteousness of God perfectly? Then you shut your ass up. How are you going to be mad at somebody for hating that which is not righteous? Oh, we not a yeah. 
anybody who wants to overthrow America or any country, but I'm dealing with the one I live in. Anybody who wants to fuck over America from the outside or the inside is warranted in God. They got to have the guts to do it. They got to be willing to deal with the consequences. But America asked for war. Fucking liars. And let me just tell you something. At no point do they get out of this. You're going to submit to the total righteousness of God, in which case you got to know it. You got to be submitted to him by the spirit. Oh, you're about to watch some strange shit happen in every government building. Facility governance, including the military. Bricks hit them with six plus six. God, government, mandate, Israel, mix. Math in Africa, smash a lavender with the bricks. That's what I said. The bricks. The Brazil, what is it? Uh, Brazil, Russia, Italy, China, and I forgot what the S was. South Africa. I always forget that. South Africa. Am I saying they're 100% right in what they're doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In, in like in the total sense of all that they're after, I don't know. I can tell you this. Their desire to destroy the American dollar, warranted, why? If you're not in line with righteousness, what is your case with God? I'm preaching, baby. <laughs> what is your case with God? Thank you, Holy Ghost. What case do you have before the Lord? Watch this. Before God delivered his people Israel out of Egypt, he had to get them right. You take care of your sin first. So you're going to put the, you're going to kill the lamb, you're going to take the lamb in on the 10th day. Keep it for four days, kill it on the 14th day. You're going to eat it with bitter herbs. You see what I'm saying? He gave them specific instructions. You're going to do what the fuck I tell you to do because I'm a just God. By the way, he didn't say it that way, but this is, what, this is what's getting across. I judge impartially. You got to get on my team first. You get on my team and you submit to my righteousness, then I'll fight on your behalf. And it's not really on your behalf, it's on righteousness' behalf, but you're a part of righteousness, so it's on your behalf. Same thing, it's, folks, this is the story of the Bible. Joshua and the Israelites getting ready to go up at the battle of Ai. Sees this, the, 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 the angel of the Lord standing there, which is the pre-incarnate Christ. He says, are you, are you for us or are you for our enemies? He says, nay. It wasn't a yes or no question, but that's how he answered, nay. But as the captain of the Lord's host, am I now come? Translation, I'm here for the sake of righteousness. Okay, you just happen to be on that side. So, in the technical sense. <laughs> but he still didn't answer. I'm here for, for a righteous cause. That's why I got to stay prayed up in what I'm doing. Look, folks, if you're, going, if you're going to work for the Lord, you got to work for the Lord. I got friends of mine who deal in healing and, and other things, and I totally support them in it. But you better be supporting the righteousness of God regarding government. And I got to tell you why it's getting bad for them now. Because I told them. You got people out there healing but, but fucking up eschatology. You don't even believe in the pre-trib rapture. Listen, folks. See, at no point does your power exceed his righteousness. You see what I'm saying? This is blessing me. At no point 
does his does your power or his power working through you exceed his righteous ex expectation? Remember what I said about grace? Righteous expectation. You know what I mean? Worker of iniquity in the household. We talked about this yesterday, briefly on Facebook. Manipulating. Wives, you don't want to fuck your husbands. Husbands, you don't want to nurture your wives. You out there cheating on her. Iniquity. I fucking hate cheaters, man. You know, because watch this. Whereas I don't. Whereas I don't condone just jumping in and out of relationship. I understand what it's like to be unhappy. I believe in taking everything to prayer. Let God, God iron things out if you submit yourself to him. We don't believe God will judge regarding relationships. He didn't tell you mess with this woman. You going in there and being all cunning and crafty with what you saying to her. Thank you, Lord. You're crafty what you saying to her. You're a work of iniquity. You're using tools to manipulate people. To get what you want. Folks, I'm not trying to say that the whole sky is going to fall on your head. But what I'm telling you is, listen, folks, destruction is the end of that rope. Okay. And see, what happens is people look at consequences. Oh, why is God letting this happen? How much did you seek him? God loves us, folks. But what I'm telling you is the grace and power that he gives has an expectation and a benefit attached to it. You see what I'm saying? Notice how I threw benefit in there because that's the real benefit. When you do it the Lord's way, you never lose. Even if, even if the consequences seem unfavorable, you're storing up treasures in heaven. Women want to be married and don't want to fuck. And churches is doing that to them, by the way, a lot of times. They're not talking about sex. We got the nerve to talk about homosexuality, but not against homosexuality, but not for intense heterosexuality in marriage. Men and women should be porn stars of their own households. Notice how I said that. It should be porn going on. And I'm just saying, when I say that, I just mean intense, nasty sexuality. Between a husband and a wife. You wonder why people, you know why, why he ain't necessarily cuddling you anymore. He wants his dick son. You always at church. Sucking the pastor's dick, you're just not physically. I know what I'm telling you folks. You're submitted to everybody else, but the person you're laid next to in covenant with. There ain't no amount of preaching folks. Okay, that gets you out of the, the responsibility of fucking in a marriage. Unless there are circumstances where you can't or you are mutually agreed. That's in the Bible. It just ain't that it ain't pressing it as hard as I am or it is. And you're not taking it that way. At no point is a man ever condoned for going out to cheat. Condoned. Because like I said, 
the, the circumstances may be the circumstances may be that the covenant was already broken. See, y'all, another form of iniquity. Who said this? I got a, a podcast on this in my Judge Hunter Green. This is an earlier one, too. My Judge Hunter Green and Nasty Lavender uh, podcast. Who in the fuck gave the state power over marriage? Because it wasn't God? Oh, we were still married. No, but no, but you weren't. You thought you were. You broke covenant a long time ago. Why? You broke it with God first. You decided you wouldn't submit to God. So now you're keeping your legs closed regarding your husband. Or or the husband is doing something regarding the wife. Folks, y'all are fucking up what God has blessed. For selfishness. Uh, she's looking at shopping all the time. He has to work harder. She's making more money than him. He's happy at his job. And now he's got to go get another job. Cause, listen, folks. I could teach you some things about marriage if you're just content. Learn to deal with just clothes and daily food and peace. I'm telling you, folks, your fuck life will increase like never before. Your marriage will increase because you'll do things together. You're letting everything but righteousness run your marriage. There's a couple that I got in mind, too. I love them with everything in me. There's a few couples that way. I, I, I can tell you what happened. This person had an expectation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I can tell you a lot of times it's on the woman's end financial. Not always. It could be, you know, want more nurturing and financial. Boy, when you put that combination in there. So you want him. You're not, watch this. You're not mad at society for inflation. You're not praying against that iniquity. You're firing at the wrong enemy. You work for a mortgage company, making all kinds of money, not knowing that the industry is iniquity. I got to tell y'all some shit about the mortgage industry, folks. I'm serious. And it's coming. Whereas I'm a young black male who happens to love my people. Again, I love everybody, but it's my community. I love the community of black. Listen, folks, I got to tell you, they're going to be disappointed, too. If you're if you're not focused on the righteousness of God, you're going to hate the ministry of the royal priest the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, and Christ, even though you may not know it. You think Christ is trying to preserve these systems, insert the Antichrist. That's how he rides in. What's about to happen is going to be so led by the spirit and righteousness of God to make it what he wants it to be. It will be that drastic an adjustment because we built a nation on iniquity. Democracy, which is pretty much synonymous built a system on it 247 years I'm not saying it's always been the same way white America has got to be the stupidest set of individuals ever folks when I say white America that doesn't mean every white American okay so before you come at me if you're white in America I'm not you're not white America you're white America if you think in line with America only being white. By the way, you, you, you're a part of white America if you're black thinking that way. And that has nothing to do with simply being Republican. It can be. But that's not the... Listen, folks. I'm telling you, righteousness is coming to take over the nation. And the worst thing you can do is fight against it. 
It's funny because the other day I was watching on uh I was watching on on Facebook Reels or or TikTok Reels or something like that. You know whatever the the reels are because almost every uh, platform has it now. And it's it's uh <clears throat> it's a guy who goes around and 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 says you know. He'll give you money if you can quote one Bible verse. It's a guy who does that. Uh, it's another guy. You know, it's a couple of ones that go around doing that with Bible verses. And there was a, uh, one of the guys, he quoted Psalm 2. It blessed me. And quoted the first, you know, four or five, uh, four or five verses. Why do the nations imagine a vain thing? They take up arms, you know, they take, I said take up arms, they take up something against the Lord and against his anointed. The Lord who sits in the heavens shall laugh. You know what I mean? You look the fool, but see, you know what? Most Christians in America only think in accordance with quote unquote morals. You know what I mean? And what they think is moral. Eh, folks, let me tell you something. We got transgenderism because we got trans justice. Preach that shit, priest. We got transgenderism because we have trans justice. What is God to say about a person's sexuality, which is personal? If we got all kinds of iniquity in what is governmental, you better go sit your ass down somewhere. On your little bench as a judge. Or your little padded rolling chair in your office as a secretary of state. Whatever. You all are liars at best. Jacking off your own egos on what you think is correct governance. And I'm telling you that shit is coming to an end, folks. And I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I talk to the Lord every day. About what the government will look like when it changes. You know what he told me yesterday? Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. That that finally hit me. That's what I needed. I don't need to be worried about what it's going to be. There are consequences. <laughs> there are consequences from the Lord that come from lawlessness. On the other side. See, I'm talking about lawlessness in government. Let's talk about lawlessness on the other side. You have no self-control. See, that ain't lack of self-control is not coming from the Lord. Self-control comes from the Lord. So if you have a lack of self-control, you're not submitted to him or don't know how to be. But either way, you need to be seeking him and he'll give you the grace to do it. Folks, the gospel is not hard. Neither is submission. It's the heart that is hard that gets in the way. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.